hungry. hungry. Run, run the track. Darling, there's only one God. The Dirty Bag Podcast is your virtual check-in spot to celebrate the highs, unpack the lows, and sort through the in-betweens of life. It's a place to laugh, cry, self-correct, and cut up. I'm your host, Cookie, and I'm in these grown folk trenches right along with you. Welcome to today's episode of the Dirty Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Cookie, and today we're going to take our shoes off and we're going to laugh a little bit. So (laughs) I've always felt that comedy is healing. It's the thing we need in these times when we're uncertain, when we're trying to unpack life and all that. The best way to do it, if you cannot laugh at yourself life or any circumstances we just ain't gonna get through this shit so today i'm joined by um comedic genius in my eyes and we'll get into why thank you mo hill (laughs) 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 we're gonna get into this journey today so first off foremost before we even get lost and everything let folks know how to find you and then kind of just tell us a little bit about you yeah, absolutely. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and, t- and TikTok at Mo underscore funny. Uh, that's with three Y's, Mo underscore funny. And then you can find me on YouTube. You can follow my YouTube channel at Mo Hill Comedy. So those are the three places that you can find me on social media. Hey, so first off, how long you been in the game? How long you been grinding out this comedy thing? Um, so I've been doing improv comedy probably for like 10 or 11 years. And then I've been doing stand-up comedy for like the last three and a half years. Oh, so you in the same. A little bit. A little bit. I'm seasoned in improv. Stand-up, I'm still a, I'm still an infant. I'm still a baby. But you're touching everything, though. That's all that matters. But yeah. what what got you in the comedy? Like, what what was your moment in life where you said, you know what? <clears throat> I'm funny as shit. I'm about to do something. With it. <laughs> um, I mean, well, first is like my personality and growing up. Like, I've always had a big sense of humor since I was a kid. And I've always been like a, a roaster at heart just growing up in the family that I grew up in. Like, you kind of had to know how to hold your own with the jokes. And then um, as a kid, I just kind of grew up in the neighborhoods where I just learned, I just learned how to be funny, you know, but I didn't really start trying to do it as a career or think that I could do something with that until I want to say like my sophomore year of college. Um, I knew I, I I didn't know what I wanted to be, but I knew I did. I wanted to do something that I love to do. So um, I, I joined this improv theater in Dayton, Ohio, uh, with the Rice State University. It was an improv theater that just started in Dayton, Ohio. I joined and graduated that theater. I was performing there for a little while, and then I came to Columbus um, and joined another theater, and then I kind of transitioned into stand-up from there. So I'll say back in college, I kind of knew that I wanted to do something to be able to use something that was a part of my personality. So you're a student of the game for real. Oh, for real, for real. (laughs) Like, I've been, before, even before, when I was a kid, before I ever got into comedy, I used to beg my mom to stay up and watch Comic View like way back in the day. Like I used to stay up oh. every single night because Comic View came on after we had to go to bed. So I used to have to ask my mom to stay up. So I know all these Dev Comedy Jam comics and all these uh, Comic View comics from way back when I was like nine and 10 years old. So I've been watching comedy since I was a kid. Yeah, Y'all can tell he's seasoned right because I'm seasoned. If you don't know anything <laughs> about Comic View 
or Death Comedy Jam. This episode might not. You too young for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I go back to where my mom, we used to have this how far back I used to watch comedy. We used to have the bootlegs of Medea's plays before they was movies. <laughs> That's that how far back comment. it was. It was. And I didn't even and I didn't realize until later in life. I'm like, I used to watch these as when he had the original stage plays and they were on bootleg DVDs. I probably still got one in my garage somewhere, but there was the original Tyler Perry plays. That's how far back I used to watch that kind of stuff when I was a kid. Yeah. That yeah. was my well, first of all, I guess I'm showing my age. I'm older. That's what I, I learned about the uh the bootleg plays when I was in college. So like mm-hmm. when we didn't go to the club, we would just watch Medea plays before play. there yeah. was ever a On movie. Plays, I think yeah. the movies low key ruined it for me. Like it I did. I thought the plays theater. was better. Yeah, I yeah. love the plays. Plays were funnier. They're more authentic. Yeah, um, I love the plays. I I watched all those plays back to back to back to back because that was the only thing we really had to watch outside of like Def Comedy Jam DVDs that I used to have. Yeah. So I gotta ask you because mm-hmm. that's. To me, that was comedy, comedy. Mm-hmm. To me, the the landscape of comedy is changing. How do you feel about it now with people having, and how does it affect your work with people having to be so PC or being worried about being canceled? So trying to tailor their content to, you know, walk that fine line. Like, how do you view it now? I mean, it's, I mean, it's a catch swing too, because like, to be, I guess the short answer is, I feel like, yeah, it's it's uh, with social media nowadays and everybody being PC, a lot of the, us younger comics, you know, we have a fear of ending our career before it ever starts. You know what I'm saying? So you yeah. kind of have to tread a thin line, whereas a lot of the older comedians are like, you know, nobody's ever actually been canceled. If you really think about it, like who's actually Nobody. officially everybody has come back from being canceled. Ari Shafir, when he said the stuff about Kobe, he was canceled for however long the baby was canceled for a few minutes even cosby was canceled for a few minutes like every, nobody's ever just canceled but it's the yeah. fear you know because you never know who's going to be officially canceled so it's it's tough to navigate because when you write jokes you try to like you in the back of your mind you're like i don't want to get too crazy especially as a black comic you know you don't really get as much leeway as white comics do in this world unfortunately it's just it is what it is you don't. so um so yeah i mean it's it's tough it is you got to navigate and know what to say but i don't really worry about it that much because a lot of the things that i talk about aren't really things that like are pc like i don't really get too deep into things that are like political or um religious so i don't really be that pressed about it to be honest with you that makes a lot of sense and i and i asked the question a while back i was like so everybody who are y'all favorite comedians now and I asked the question because it was one of those weeks where everybody, I think people were coming at Dave Chappelle that week and somebody else. Yeah. And I was like, well, can y'all just give me a list of people that are okay to listen to? And I'm, I'm just being funny when I say it. I love comedy. I will listen to the old shit all day, every day. That's literally how we learn how to survive. Like mm-hmm. from those punchlines, like we all took them and incorporated it into our personal lives. Like right. most of our comebacks, it typically comes from a comedian, but nobody mm-hmm. really had a real response as far as who their top five was. Because to name your top five, and today they would probably be canceled. So that's real. And with you, I watched one of your some snippets of one of your shows one day, and somebody in the audience was trying you. So I mean, you <laughs> trying to be politically correct, you always have those people in the audience that might push you to say some wild shit. How do you yeah. deal with that? Because you flame the shit. 
<laughs> I think you were talking about somebody being high. <laughs> yeah. Well, there was a few. There was a few occasions. Yeah, I mean, I'm just so the thing about me is like, I roasting is my wheelhouse. Like, that's just that's something that I have always had in my system. Like, even people that went to elementary school or middle school with me, they know. Like, I was always I was a functioning class clown. Like, that's what I called myself. Like, I got I got my work done. I got good grades, but I was 100 percent flaming everybody all the time. So so it's just I just know how to respond and be sarcastic and say things. But I also know how to roast without ever getting too like like. Some people that don't know how to crack jokes, they'll say some stuff like, that's why your mom died or something crazy. You know what right. I mean? Like, those are the people right. that don't really got jokes. The first thing they try to do is, you know, carve as deep as they can. I'm very yeah. good at roasting surface level, like physical appearance thing, like not to get like too deep on people. It's an art at the end of the day, like being able to roast and say certain things. Like, I know how not to cut people deep personally you know what i'm saying or say nothing too crazy i'm very you know that's probably more of my improv background just being able to look at the person and go okay if you know say for example that person was a transvestite for example like i might stay away from certain roasts that i could say that might really pinch a nerve with that person you know what i mean or if it's an old person i know how to probably stay away from certain things that might pinch a nerve with that person so it's just it's just experience and just knowing who i'm talking to if i could see you if I can't see you, I'm like, <laughs> you, if I can't see you, I'm gonna get you. Yeah, I can't see you. I'm just gonna make it up in my mind. I don't know what's gonna yeah. happen. So you're strategic about who you come for. Yeah, and how I do it. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, how was the and what does your support system look like with that? I know that with any art, there's always the the family and friends questioning the career if it's not the typical path, desired path that parents want us to go on, you know, doctor, lawyer, things like that. What was the response to you wanting to be a comedian for a living? um uh, honestly the response has been very i've been blessed enough to not necessarily at least in my immediate circle everybody's been supportive they kind of already knew because i've been doing improv for so long that a lot of people figured this would end up being my path at some point people close to me i wasn't really vocal about my comedic life before stand up and doing skits online it wasn't until last year and me putting stuff out that i was actually vocal about it um so everybody, my friends, immediate friends, they were very supportive. And since I've kind of gotten a buzz in the city, everybody's been very supportive. And then as far as my parents go, my dad, I mean, he don't, he's not really on social media, so he don't really see it. He just hears about it from everybody else. And if I send him something, you know, he says he's proud of me. My mom, I mean, um, I know she loved me, but she could care less. I don't know. She's not. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I'm Mom's just being honest. Shit. She don't give a fuck. She don't care. <laughs> I mean, she just. Does but she think I know. It's, funny? I don't. I mean, she laughs, but my, it's not from. I don't think it's from like a malicious place of like I could care less what you do. I just don't think she really understands it because she comes from a different era of life and working and doing this and that. I mean, she knows that I'm able to take care of myself and I'm doing well in that regard. But I think until like I do something drastic like buy her a house or she sees me on TV <laughs> or something like that is when she gonna be like involved or engaged. Like so, you know. But but it's her values that Run got me here. Right, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, but it's her <laughs> values that got me this far. So I mean it's 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 still working at the end of the day. 
is still work at the end of the day. And I want to get into some of your content. So I think one of the big things, especially with TikTok and stuff and with the era of Kevin Samuels and all of that, a lot of folks use social media within this whole battle of the sexes deal. Men telling women what they need to do and women telling men what they're not doing. And you took a totally different approach. Mm. I really call it the trifecta skip. That's in my mind. That's what I refer to them as. Yeah. I'm at home minding my business one night. I'm pretty sure I was super buzzed. And I'm mindlessly <laughs> scrolling. And I see this skit. I'm like, well, hold on. Okay. And I'm dying laughing because I'm like, this is genius because no man ever really lets anybody in to what's yeah. going on um, in their dealings right. with women, you know, dates mm-hmm. and things like that. So first of all, for people that don't know, you kind of break it down because you're going to explain it a lot better than I do and where it came from. So do you talk about the original idea for how I came up with the first one? Yes. Yes. Um, so I got the idea from, um, so Richard Pryor is on my Mount Rushmore of uh, stand-up comedians is my favorite comedians of all time. Like I'm, I've watched so many of his stand-ups so many times since I was a kid. And the one thing that Richard Pryor, um, the one thing that he is notorious to me for is his ability to per- personify his comedy. If you don't know what personification comedy is, it's basically when you bring inept objects to life. A lot of comics do it. Like if you bring your arm to life, what personality would your arm have in a situation? Like in Richard Pryor's case, like he always brought different things to life, the animals, the motor in his car, his tires, his arm, his chest, whatever would have a personality to say, like, what would they say if they were people in this exact situation so the day before i made the first video i had watched his stand-up uh richard Pryor live in concert um the night before and at the time i was kind of going through something with a girl that i had been dating and i was like what if i just personified what i'm feeling as a man in this moment and that's when i came up with the idea and then from there i just kind of perfected it by doing it so much and i just took different scenarios that men go through and i just was like okay what are what what happens in these scenarios? And then I kind of started to give each of the characters their own personality within these different scenarios of men, because in, in all honesty, every aspect men are simple creatures. That's why there's only three characters. I did that on purpose. <laughs> we're very simple. We're simple and physical creatures. We're, we're not complex individuals. Women are more emotional and they're more complex. So that's why it's simple. <laughs> And then I tried to give the different personalities of the thing because you can't all three don't have the same personality. So I try to, you know, use a lot of my improv and acting skills to try to give them personalities within those situations to see this give people an idea of how we battle internally when it comes to a lot of the things of dating. And I don't think anybody would ever admit that the battle between your man, your heart and your brain. I feel mm-hmm. like. Have you ever been told that, like, you violate and got code? Man, I've had a few guys. So this is the thing. I've had a few dudes and they might. I don't know. Obviously, I can't hear the tone. Some dudes like, man, you giving away secrets. And I'm like, and I never respond to them. But I mean, I'll respond here. But like, it's nothing nobody already knew. You just didn't know what it was called. It's nothing nobody ever seen. And it's no nothing nobody hasn't chose to deal with. I'm just giving you a comedic relief behind it. This is no secret. This is not a secret. Everything that we see or do, we're all choosing to deal with on a regular basis. We just don't know what it is when it happens. Like, it's that's all it is, you know? I feel like I learned from the skits. I'm sorry. I'll be watching them like, 
oh, word. Like, it's comedy and it's funny, <laughs> but then it's like, let me go back. So what you saying yeah. is, You're right. okay. But that's the thing. But I like, always wondered. Yeah, I mean, it's it's an internal look at it, but a lot of these things, people, when they see it, it's like, oh, I've dealt with that. I just didn't know how it came about. Because you see the end result. You just don't know how the result happened. Yes. Exactly. You can talk about whiskey dick. <laughs> the, the girl with the potato salad, the girl yeah. that couldn't cook, like all of that. <laughs> I'm just sitting here like, this is hilarious. But, so I feel like it's the best page on Instagram. Now, a couple of fellas probably going to be mad if they girl watching it now or girls that are being pursued. I just right. think it's genius. I just think we Thank need you. more of that because it calms us do. down because the content with us fighting each other back and forth and all of these little yeah. quick reels in the car, parked in the car. Yeah. With no resolution. I feel like your stuff <laughs> has a little, I feel like your stuff has a little bit of resolution. Like at the end of the day, both sides are struggling. Women, we will yeah. go post a meme in a minute. You'll know when we hurting. <laughs> right. You, we, right. We tell on ourselves. Yeah. But with y'all, we can't get a read on it. Like y'all, mm-hmm. you might go yeah, on the Justin LaBoy or whatever his name is posting talking shit but we don't right. know what y'all be going through we don't know exactly yeah men are coy about their feelings for the most part um not uh thanks to you no they're not <laughs> <laughs> they can't be now because we're just gonna ask can you imagine a girl pulling up one of your skits and showing it to her man or showing it to a dude that's trying to holler at her or right. has anybody ever told you they've done that like have you ever heard stories behind your content like somebody showing it to somebody else for some reason yeah like a girl showing it to her guy or something like that yeah, I mean, I've not from the standpoint of like, <laughs> is this what y'all be doing? But more from a standpoint of like, they think it's funny or like they'll send it to their guy. Like, you know, as like, then we go through this. Or really what people do is they'll tag their significant other in the skit and laugh. That's or what say, I was wondering. This is what I do. Or like, like you know, the, the pepper thing skit, somebody would be like, uh, this was the me pepper. the other day or something. <laughs> So like people would do stuff that like got that. Me. <laughs> yeah. That that really got me. That I thought it was I thought it was so funny. But how does this how does your skits impact your dating life now? I know a girl inspired <laughs> some of it, but what's it looking like on most Hill? Um, I mean, I've only had to be honest with you. I've only had a couple of people like be like, so like, is this really how you are? Like, how is it? And I'm just like, no, I mean, it's one of those things where like, I'm a creative person. You know what I mean? Like some of these are direct and indirect experiences. Um, it's just, it's no different than, you know, a writer for a scary movie doesn't have 17 bodies in the backyard. That doesn't, that's not what that means. Quentin Tarantino <laughs> ain't just running around screaming racial slurs at people. Like he's not some <laughs> outward, <laughs> well, we never know at the end of the day. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but, but at the end of the day, like some of these experiences are not actually me. There's just me creating experiences because I know they exist. You know, I'm just good at being creative in that way but i've had people ask and and i might have some people that might be a little bit paranoid but like most people know that it's just humor and i'm being funny and i you know this is just me being in a creative space yeah well because i mean most comedians draw from their personal life so i think i would think that anybody that dates you would be like he's talking about me right now and then all her girls that know she's dealing with you, sending her your skits like, oh, that was you. You can't cook. That was you with the rain. Like, yeah, I'd be paranoid as shit. 
Um, sir, I mean, <laughs> sir, people would be paranoid about comedian around comedians anyway. They'd be like, if I say something's going to end up on stage, like, no, unless it's yeah. crazy enough, then it might. But otherwise, <laughs> I don't be, <laughs> I don't be like waiting for people to do stuff. Like, you know, things happen, but like, and then on right. top of that, I'm respectful. Even if something did happen, I would never directly use my name or be like, this was from so and so two years ago. Like, I would never do nothing like that. Yeah. So do you have mentors in the game that kind of guide you or are you more like a one man show? I know some people have folks around them. Some people that have had people write material for them. How does your what is your system in your village look like? Uh, now, from the inner circle stuff, that's 100 percent me. I write everything. I film everything. I edit everything, everything. 100 percent. I don't get any help with the inner circle at all. As far as stand up goes, I do have a couple OGs. Uh, Keith Bender. Uh, he's a real renowned comic, comic here in Columbus, Ohio, or in general. Um, he's been in the game alert a very long time. And as of recent, uh, Mark Gregory, he's a um, he's an OG comic out of Dayton, Ohio, who's recently, um, you know, kind of taking me under his wing a little bit. I I've taken some of his his comedy class, but also I see him in New York and we've gotten a chance to kind of build some rapport and establish like a little bit more of like a, a relationship to where I'll probably lean on him more as I go through my career. So those have been the two so far that have been, you know, my main, you know, consistent mentors in the comedy game so far. Got it. And you recently you celebrated a milestone with some content. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, well, there's a couple. What's one? The uh, one year anniversary of Inner Circle? Yes, the one year yeah. anniversary. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been a year since I created the first Inner Circle skit. Not my first skit, but my first Inner Circle skit. It's been a year. Um, I've done my, my trajectory has been slower than the standards of slower social media, but, um, I've definitely, I've already hit uh, on TikTok. I did my inner circle hashtag has done well over a million views. And then, mm. um, man, in, in general on Instagram, I haven't tallied the views, but I know I'm over a million, well over a million views. I'm probably at like maybe two, two and a half million views. And then about one, today that I posted has done as an ad, almost a million views by itself. That one ad that I paid out of my pocket for, for the last year that has gotten me 80, 90% of my followers. Um, today was the one year for that, that I, that I created and posted that video. Um, so those are my, yeah, those have been my two milestones lately. There's been some dope Congrats, First of all, that's a big deal. People out here trying to get 100 views. Folks trying to get 100 views. <laughs> right. Or they right. try to, you know, collab. You know, there's a lot of, in most industries, people are always trying to collab with somebody to get right. the views and get the followers up and get exposure. Mm-hmm. And you didn't take that route. So I did not. Organic. No, 100 uh, percent. That's why it's crazy. A lot of people are like, man, your engagement be crazy is because it's all or it's organic followers. I don't have a lot of phantom followers because they came from the ad. They're real people. So all the people that I have, like somebody that might have double the followers, they might. It's weird how the algorithms work. Like they might have more views, but I'll have just as many likes and, and comments. You know what I'm saying? So my engagement is yeah. so much more authentic. And um, it's real people, you know what I mean. So that's the that's the good yeah. thing about me doing the ad is just like it's it's it, they're all real people, uh, for the you know for yeah. the most part. So, the folks down here buying followers, so they do. They one hundred percent. It took me a while do. to learn about the numbers. It doesn't matter. 
the yeah. numbers don't. You the can, followers you don't can matter. Tell, not. Yeah, you can tell when somebody bought followers because the engagement with the followers don't match at all. Uh, you can the see math the ain't mathing. Yeah, the math ain't mathing. <laughs> yeah, the math at ain't mathing. Um, and I, yeah, and I took that route. I didn't have, I even still to this day, I've yet to get some big meme, meme reposts. You know, a lot of these people that go viral, a lot of the things that work for them is they get a lot of those big meme pages repost them. And that's where a lot of followers might come from. Like I've haven't gotten that. I've never had like some celebrity co-sign where they posted my stuff. I've had, you know, certain people of status posted, but nobody that's of status enough that will cause the garner any like major big attention. Like all this has just been me literally shoveling out of the dirt and shove putting up my own money to get these organic people to follow me. But don't you love that? Like the idea that this is literally your work and you can look back and say nobody, I mean, I'm going to say handout, but literally it's your grind 100% you. Yeah, it's a different, I think for me, it's like I built the stairs that I took. I didn't just take the stairs. Come on now, you better get these bars. Yeah, I'm gonna get them. Look at these bars off. (laughs) But that's the thing. Bars off. (laughs) But yeah, I don't. That's why I feel like my journey so far and the things that I've had to do to get where I'm at is much long term in the future. When I get to whatever pinnacle I plan to reach, people will be able to look back on my journey and be like, "I respect it." Like he didn't. It wasn't no handout. I didn't get this cosign or that cosign or I didn't go on tour with this person or that person early on in my career. And nobody was just handing me stage time in New York. And I didn't get all my followers from this cosign and repost or that. None of that, man. All this stuff is just me literally putting my boots on the ground and just not settling for waiting on anybody to do anything for me. I'm going out doing this all by myself and figuring it out and using my network and my relationships to try to get places that I need to get. But also I'm, I'm genuinely humble and I show a lot of humility to people um, because I understand like the same people you see on the way up is the same people you see on the way down. So I always try to treat people with respect. I try to be genuine with people when I meet people and it's worked for me. And I know long-term that's going to benefit me and get me where I want to go because people respect my craft and my grind because of how I got there. And I think it's really important for people to hear that because I know a lot of folks, and I even did this myself, have things they want to do. They got ideas, but because they're watching other people's journeys just skyrocket, they see in the elevator just shoot up, that they feel like I'm not going to get that because I'm not connected to X, Y, Z, so never mind. So people will, mm-hmm. you know, stall on doing things that they know damn well they're called to do because right. looking at everybody else's place. So mm-hmm. that's huge that you can be an example that you can get it out the mud, do your own thing, champion right. yourself, advocate for your mm-hmm. damn self. And exactly. just, yeah, and see where they get you. So I'll tell mm-hmm. you this, though. See, last season had quite a few people come on and, again, I didn't have big people. I had my friends who are all very Mm. much introverted people that Mm. were like doing me favors, doing episodes. But Mm. everybody had an idea or something in their mind that they were planning on doing at that time, whether it was with fashion, with art, with writing. And we we, we spoke about it. Mm. And months later, every single one of those guests are doing exactly what they said they were going to do. So you got to manifest like here. So what's next for you? What's in your mind right now? (laughs) What is it that you see by December 31st, 2022? What's next for you? I, by that time, I'm hoping to be hosting or featuring on some tour with some known comedian or a comedian. Um, By that time, I'm hoping to have my script for Inner Circle written. 
Um, by that time, I'm hoping to at least be in some type of TV movie, TV show or commercial. Like I'm hoping to get my acting stuff started, um, by that time. So I'm hoping I'm featuring on tour. I hope to have my script written or picked up by then. And I'm hoping to be featured or, you know, doing some cameo and some type of something on TV. So now that you've said it. Now that I said it, it's it's got to happen. It's got to happen. You said it. You said it. You got to give birth to this baby now. There is nothing nothing that is said on this platform. It's slowly manifesting. Slowly manifesting. (laughs) I don't know. I'm I'm not saying I'm that girl, but at this point, I'm feeling like there's something here. (laughs) You're a good look, Charlie. I ain't been wrong yet. So now I got to now I got to keep it that way. You literally have to do it. Like this conversation has to happen at the end of the year. So somebody that's thinking about not even necessarily just comedy, just something creative, period, that's Mm -hmm. kind of sitting on their hands right now and a little just hesitant. What advice would you give them? Start. (laughs) Start. You can't. Nothing is ever going to happen if you don't start. That's the first thing you do. You have to start and you have to be consistent and committed if you're not if you're not committed you can't be consistent unless you're committed those go hand in hand they're very parallel so and when you're committed that means uh well i said eric thomas this stuck with me i i I learned this back in college eric thomas said it's like commitment is doing what you said you were going to do long after the mood has left you if you're not committed to something you're not going to consistently do it there are a lot of videos that you see on my page that you don't know almost didn't get made. Like there's been many a times <laughs> where I was like, man, this is stupid. And I was gonna erase it, or I just wasn't <laughs> gonna finish it, or I didn't feel like doing it. Or there's some videos you don't even know. I was dead tired and I might have fell asleep filming it, but you wouldn't know because I put it up still. But that's just yeah. my commitment to the craft. I'm tell I'm dead serious too. It's been so many videos where I'm like, man, this ain't this ain't getting out tomorrow. This ain't gonna happen. They have so but, much energy behind them. Now I'm gonna go back and try to figure out which one it was. Yeah, you won't be able to tell because I like there's one video in particular. I'm like, I don't know how to either think I'm really high or I'm dead tired because I was. I, was I already so told tired. you about your eyes. <laughs> you look yeah, yeah. I was so tired making this one video and ended up being a video. Even the last, I think the last video I made the Valentine's Day video. Um I was just over it. And I just, I was like, I'm not about to, I, this was stupid. I didn't feel like put, I was just, I was like, this is dumb. It's not even funny no more. I don't even want to put this out. I just, I lost, like I lost all motivation for the video. I was having like writer's block. I just, I was like, man, fuck man. this video. So I just threw it together at the end and I threw it up and the shit went crazy. Like, I was like, I was like okay. Ain't that nuts? so dumb it was How, like I nobody sees your stuff out. the way you see it no nobody does but um but i said that to say you have to be committed to whatever it is that you feel like you want to do if you're not committed to it you're not going to do it if it's not something that you're passionate about um then you're not gonna you're not gonna be consistent like simply put you got to find what you love to do and if you don't love to do it without getting a dollar for it, then you're not going to do it when you're getting paid. That was the next one. Everybody's looking for a bag of what they're doing out the gate. We're nah, trying to monetize yeah. their creativity immediately. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? See, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm different. I'm different because, um, so I'll tell you. So when you asked me, like, what, what you asked me in the beginning, what, uh, what got me into comedy and what did I start it? So I already knew 
uh, part of my personality was humor, being funny. I love laughing. I watched Comic View so much as a kid. I was so astonished by it. There's a video by Alan Watts. It's called, um, it's a video by Alan Watts. But it's, it's basically about if money, it's called If Money Were No Object. And the video is about if money were no object, what would you do? What's the thing? If you didn't have to worry about money, what is the thing that you would do? And when I thought about that, I was like, I would want to make people laugh. And then the video says, do that. If money were no object and you and you had and whatever he says that is to do. And the first thing that comes to your mind, that's the thing that you love to do. So why not do that? Ultimately, if you can, if you consistent at something long enough, you're naturally going to get get better at it. 10,000 hours. So I knew in my heart from the beginning, I watched that video my freshman year of college and it just never left my brain. So I knew in the back of my mind, whatever degree I got, whatever I went to college for, whatever job I got, I knew that's not what I was going to end up doing because I knew in my heart I wanted to do comedy. So now you fast forward to now, it's not hard for me to to freaking have red eyes and do a video when I'm dead tired or stay up for 20 hours in New York because I love doing it. I don't care about money. Yeah, I'm gonna make money. That'll come. I don't, I'm not doing this for money. I'm literally doing this for the craft. Like all the money that I spend and invest, I spent a lot of money on that ad, but I didn't care because I know the exposure was getting me long term. I was gonna make that money 15 times over. You make it back. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm not gonna do it for money. Money will come. I need to, my, 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 my theory is this, if you do something long enough before you get paid, you'll get good enough to dictate how much you get paid. So why are you trying to ah. get the bag for what you're going to get right now when you're not going to be able to control what you get later? Cause you so focused on money today. And that seems so, like that's why people, I see a lot of folks bouncing from thing to thing to thing. Yeah. Like, Let me see if I can make money doing this. Uh, this is where, this is what everybody's doing right now. Like a big yeah. thing is folks trying to be social media um, gurus teaching folks how to grow their, you know, their accounts, which there are some folks with professional sales backgrounds, but now it's like everybody's trying to do it. And you can see yeah. folks going and taking other folks' content, repackaging it and selling it. Yeah, because they're trying to be fill like a void. Yeah. yeah, they're trying to fill a void and they're not really passionate. And they think that everybody has this crabs in a bucket mentality when it comes to success in the entertainment industry. And yeah. I think people don't understand, like when you get... To whatever pinnacle, whatever, whenever you're standing in your square of success, whatever that is, yeah, you're the only person that's gonna be standing there. Ain't nobody gonna be standing in your square and you like you God per God made a path for you and a square for you specifically. I think a lot of people lose sight of that. They think that it's one big ass square and 15 people could stand in it. And then if I'm not the fifth one of the 15 people, I didn't make it. I know there's one square for everybody. <laughs> when you stand in it, it's only gonna be room for you. Why are you worried about what everybody else is doing? Do what you're supposed to be doing and find your purpose. And God going to lead you where you're going to be going. And when you get there, you're going to be the only one in that square. Yeah. I know this. So I'm not really pressed about money. That is such, I think that takes a huge load off your shoulders. And it literally allows you to just focus on your damn craft. Because you know the end result. I do. Yeah. I have so much faith that like, I don't really be pressed when it comes to certain things. And like when, Certain comics throw shows for certain amounts of money. I don't be worried about money. A lot of what I do right now, I'm not getting paid for. It's literally passion driven. 
it's passion. One, and that's the other thing about my journey is I'm doing it out of the love of what I love to do and the love of comedy. I'm not doing it because I know I'm going to be some rich guy today. Tomorrow. I might never be rich in this. It's a lot of funny ass comedians that are funnier than some of your favorite comedians that ain't on that platform. It's just the reality of it. it's a lot of it's a lot of comedians out here that's touring, selling out crowds with a thousand followers. Yeah. And that's another thing. People get caught up on the vanity metrics. I think that's what scares everybody from like taking a step because they're looking at these numbers and they don't yeah. know the behind the scenes. No. Uh, you can have a whole lot of followers broke, sad, ain't moving nowhere, but you, you pay a mm. nice little price for them. So. Exactly. Exactly. I can. I mean, I'm not I, I have a lot of followers, but I mean, I can't sell out a crowd like like a Rob Ward or or anybody else out here from Ohio that has way less followers than me. But these dudes have been doing it and seasoning great comics like they're fire comics. And if they go to freaking Danny of Florida and let and just post that they're going to Danny, if they'll sell out. If I post I'm going to Danny of Florida, I'm, I mean, I'm I don't know. I'm not going to I don't. All I'll say is I don't think I'll be a little nervous. OK, <laughs> I'll be well, very be a nervous. Little nervous. That means you care. Yeah, I care. I'll be nervous. Like, I don't know if this is going to sell out. I don't have those kind of followers where they've transferred into selling out shows yet. But I say that to say none of the metrics matter. Get good at what you do. That's all that matters. And that's all I'm trying to do. Get good at what I do. Honestly, (laughs) I think you're going to do it. And I think because, again, it's been spoken. It's been spoken. I feel like 2022 is going to be a big year for you. I, I think so, too. Yeah, it's just it's it's such valuable content. It's refreshing. It gives us a break from everything. And as far as the dating world, especially with that particular, um, with those skits, I feel like we look at them and we can't be mad at each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd be surprised. Be you, some, you struggle. Some feminists out there that hate it. They don't like it. If you get mad about that, I don't know. Because I don't care who you are, what group you're associated. You get mad about that. You need a nap. You need a hug. You, you need, need a, a hug. You need a nap. You need, <laughs> you need a, nap. a lot of. You things. probably need the friend. Exactly. <laughs> you probably you need, need the, the third member. Of the That's friend. all it is. <laughs> just you need just somebody take care out of yourself. Right. <laughs> you can, it's okay. We can all say we we have needs, and it's okay to just say you have them. It'll make life easier for you. But I want to thank you so much for coming on. I'm looking forward to seeing what else you do in the future. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be huge. Thank I you so much. Thank you yes. so much. And we'll we'll hear more from him again. Y'all got his information. Make sure y'all following him. And I want to thank you guys. I'll thank you guys all for tuning in today. Lord, I'm gonna tell y'all right now. I'm doing um kitchen kitchen cocktails. I actually got the Duce slushy today. So I gotta throw this in there. I know there was a whole situation last year with the girls getting yelled at for twerking. I'm gonna just let y'all <laughs> know right now. I didn't got halfway through this thing. If I drank this whole thing on an empty stomach, I would probably twerk in church. So <laughs> I just need to throw that out there. So do say slushy is strong. Don't blame nobody for twerking. Leave folks alone. But anyway, guys, remember, <laughs> <laughs> take care of each other. We are still in a pandemic. Wear your mask, wash your hands, socially distance. And when you get a free moment, remember to clean out your dirty bag. Till next time. There's only one God. Well, Darling, there's only one dog. Darling, there's only one dog. Darling, there's only one dog. Right now.